This is Jackets Debrief, a show about the Columbus Blue Jackets, the National Hockey League, and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Hello, everybody, and I'm back. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> Took uh, about a, a good year from the show. Um, I do want to thank you all. If, if anybody's out there listening or if you do end up coming coming across the episode and listening, hey, I'm, I'm happy to be back, happy to do the show again. Um, I'll give you a little explanation. Um, I always did this show because I wanted to. I wanted to talk about hockey and do that and... Uh, had some other things on my plate there for a while, and and I figured this year I kind of wanted to get back into starting the show back up. So here we are, uh, another year of Jackets debrief coming, uh, coming back. Uh, Going to be a weekly show this time around. We'll be doing some other stuff along the way as far as uh, different things, and I might try and jump on some other things going on with the Hockey Podcast Network. Who, uh, when I said I wanted to jump back on the show, they were more than happy to say, "Yeah, come on back. Let's let's get it rolling again." So I'm happy to be here. I uh, do want to do a, a quick shout out for our our, our sponsor here on the show. Um, oh no, there there we go. So guys, uh, it's hockey season. It's time to hit the ice again. It's going to be awesome. Um, and hey, if you're looking for another way to make it, maybe you're one of those people who likes to you know make make the game a little more interesting, put a little uh, put a little money on it, you know. Um, get to uh, DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can get can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets. Um, this week, you know, I, I'm excited to watch all the Blue Jackets games. Uh, you know, they got they start the season with Carolina. Then we get Tampa Bay. Then we get... Uh, oh, oh, who do we have after that? Then we ha- then we go to St. Louis on Saturday. So, you know, maybe I'd do, put the 5 bucks down now to uh, get yourself started and uh, maybe save your free bets for what looks to be some better... Uh, Better odds in the futures on some games. But let's see how the team goes. That's going to be a bit a recurring theme for the Blue Jackets for a while, seeing how things go. Um, but if that wasn't enough for you, we've got they've got same game parlays going on, uh, combined multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at a bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you like. Go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We will have a few details in there on what's going on. Um, Looks like we're a few minutes into the show and we've already got our first technical difficulty. So if you're watching the video version, I am very sorry. Uh, but I don't know if you're going to see a whole lot of me because this thing has been acting weird on me already. But hey, we're going to move forward to the show and have a good time. So um, so today the Blue Jackets set their final roster for the season. Uh, or not the final roster. It's the, it's the, it's the game day roster there. Um, as far as, you know, who's going to be there for opening night. Uh, I'm going to do a lot of this. I'll just share screens quite a bit here if you're watching the video version so you can see what I'm seeing as we're talking about it here. Uh, I mean, some of the things that I'm personally excited about, Kent Johnson making the game, the opening day roster, I'm really excited about. 
I'm really quite happy that David Jirchek has decided to go to Cleveland. Uh, from what I understand, that choice, he, it was kind of up to him whether he wanted to go to the uh, AHL, wanted to go to, uh, I believe it was the WHL. He's kind of in a weird situation as an international player, um, or he could go back to his home country to, to play for the season. And I think the reason he chose Cleveland is that he really wants to, uh, he really wants to be, get a chance for that call up to the NHL roster, which is what I'm, I'm hoping for, for him. Uh, it's what I think we all want to see out of him. Um, so I'm excited he's staying, uh, you know, close to home here anyway. Um, so I, how are these going to shake out in lines come opening night? I, I mean, I think it's pretty well set that we're going to be seeing the Goudreau, uh, so we're saying Johnny Goudreau is a member of the Blue Jackets. It's going to be cool to see Goudreau. It's the Goudreau, uh, Boone Jenner, uh, Patrick Liney line. Um, after that, things are kind of wide open. I mean, Matthew Olivier is obviously going to be on the bottom line. We got uh, Liam Foodie. That's another interesting one here. This is a guy who I think they, you know, he had to, he has a chance to prove himself here. Um, it's so strange to think back because when they were doing the bubble playoffs, he was such a difference maker. And since then he really hasn't done a lot, uh, which is the weird thing. Um, so I'm happy to see him get a chance at this, uh, to get a chance to really turn himself into something here with it. Oh, you guys can even see when I'm, when I'm Googling stuff now, cause I want to pull up his hockey reference. Yeah. He's had such a strange career. I mean, he had that great playoff bubble and then a couple of games, you know, in the, in the 2021 season, 24 games, only four assists last year, only one game. So this really feels like a chance for him to, to show that he can step up. Um, but really Kent Johnson, who I'm excited for Igor Chinikov with Igor, with, with the preseason, he had scoring goals left and right. If this team can have line and Goudreau on that top line and Igor, shooting the way he can and scoring goals the way he can on, on a second or third line, they're going to be, you know, they, they can, they can be a tough out for teams. And and that's what I've, I mean, I guess this is a good time to talk about as any, the whole premise we've had of people talking about this team and saying, cause a lot of the, a lot of the previews have come out and people saying, Oh, the blue jackets are seventh or eighth in the division. And, and uh, the over under lines are normally putting them at, lower points than they had last year, which I don't think that's going to be the situation. I don't think they're going to be lower at all in what's happening. Uh, I, I think they will be an improvement, but it's it's a weird team this year. Um, and where I think a lot of the preview guys are, and, and the thing is they'll all admit this is a weakness in their models. The models are all based on what historical uh, performance is like. Well, where that has a blind spot are teams that are built of we've got a bunch of young pieces and those young pieces need to be good that's really where the blue jackets are at this point when you look at their team the amount of young guys who they are counting on to really do stuff i mean jack roslovic is one of the older of the young guys at 25 um as far as guys who do not have an established nhl career igor chinikov kent johnson cole sillinger uh on the defensive side of things uh, we're looking for Adam Boquist to find to take a take a step up. Um, Nick Blankenberg, guys who just don't have big histories uh, in the NHL. So that's where this team is going to be a little different. 
uh, seeing what they can do. Do I think they're going to make the playoffs? If you held a gun to my head right now, no. If I had to just make that call, no. Why do I say that? Uh, When I look at the division and I look at at where they'd have to be, because again, you have to get at least fifth place to have a chance. And that's if the Metro takes both the wildcard spots, which is going to be really tough with how good the, the Atlantic is this year. But you think about it. Okay, Carolina's taking the one spot. That's that's where I, I'm pretty just that that's where I think we're gonna hit. Um, after that, you got the Rangers. I think the Rangers are gonna be a hard hard time to got. Now, there's one place where the Rangers might have some issues, but say Igor Shosturkin does not replay replicate the magic he did last season. If that's the case, then then maybe the Rangers fall apart a little bit. But are they going to fall apart all the way out of the playoffs? Eh, that's tough. Uh, after them, so we've got uh, Hurricanes, Rangers, then we've got uh, Pittsburgh and Washington. Two teams that have kind of in that similar similar place of these are old veteran teams who are really good. I mean, have shown in the past they have that ability to turn it on when they need to, and they can just make it into the playoffs and then, you know, Will either of those teams make it far in the playoffs? I don't know. That's kind of a tough ask for teams that are that old. But the, making the playoffs is something they've done year in and year out. The New York Islanders, a team that was really good for a long time, but last year just had a comedy of errors between all the COVID hits they took, uh, between all the issues of of starting the season two weeks on the road, that's a tough thing for any team to overcome. So, I mean, that's five teams right there that I think are maybe better than the Blue Jackets. Now, the, could the Blue Jackets be better than the Islanders? Uh, maybe. I, I mean, it's possible they have a better season. Um, the Devils, a lot of people are calling the Devils better than the Blue Jackets. Are they? I, I don't know. It's tough because the Devils are kind of, the Devils are in the same boat as Columbus. It's just that the rest of the league is giving their unproven talent a lot more credit than Columbus's. And I mean, granted, they have number one picks in there, so that's going to happen. Uh, the one team we're not getting any, any, you know, the one team that people aren't aren't saying that you know is is better than us is Philadelphia, essentially at this point. But even then, they're coached by John Tortorella. Now we all know John Tortorella teams are just hard to play against. I mean, that's what the Blue Jackets' identity was for years. So this team, if I, as a Blue Jackets fan, speaking to Blue Jackets fans out there, what am I wanting this year? What I am wanting is I'm wanting to watch games. I'm wanting to see that line of Goudreau and line a click and put up lots of points because I have both of those players for the next four years. I'm wanting to see, um, I'm wanting to see Cole Sillinger really step into a one or two C role. I'm wanting to see Kent Johnson and Igor Chinikov really look like dangerous weapons. That's a big ask out of Kent Johnson with his first year in the league. But that is, if I, if I'm saying what I want to see, that's what I want. If they win and they make the playoffs, spectacular. I'd love to make the playoffs. That'd be amazing. I'd love going to playoff games is the best. It's it's wonderful. That's exactly what we should be doing out there. But um, that's that's is that going to happen? Eh, maybe, maybe not. What? But if those players are playing like they can, I want to see Adam Boquist take that step to being a a great defenseman. I want to see Nick Blankenberg. I I have got high thoughts on Blankenberg. So I I if we can see those players step up and Elvis really kind of take over and, and get returned to good form. That's what I want to see out of this year. I want to see a team 
where come the trade deadline, I'm having to talk fans down from, yeah, they're not going to make big moves because this isn't the year. Because the thing is, you get one more year of, of these guys developing. You get Cole Sillinger into a true number one role. And then when you have a Boone Jenner at a second, you know, second line center, that's much more where a team like this could, could actually win and maybe do a couple of things. Maybe there's one more trade to make in there in that next season. I don't know. I don't think this year's the year to, to really be like, hey, playoffs are bust. I think next year's the year we need to be talking about that a little bit more. So that's my thoughts on what to look for this season. I'm personally kind of excited about it and where that's going to go. Um, but we'll, we will uh, continue from there. Oh, I'm back. Look at that. A video's back of me. So the question becomes, you know, where does that really help a team or hurt a team? What's going on there? Well, a recurring theme in this article, again, I recommend you go read the whole thing. But a recurring theme in this article is essentially so many teams in the league saying, yeah, you look at what we do, 
But then you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs and it's like a whole different world because the Maple Leafs have essentially the Maple, Maple Leaf Enterprise Sports Entertainment can just print money and do whatever they want as far as adding talent and to their to their front office and building gyms and all that kind of stuff. And then the the kind of for the other side of it, they focus on the hurricanes and Tom Dundon's whole strategy of I, you know, I think it's better if you're kind of lean. He, the way he terms it is, I want people who are always hungry. Um, he talks about if you have too many people, it kind of can muddy the waters and nobody really knows whose job is what. But it did make me curious. Um, so I did a quick cursory look at both the Blue Jackets website and the Maple Leafs website to look at their staffs. Uh, most NHL teams have this where you can go look at their hockey, hockey operation staff, the Blue Jackets way of doing it. They even have that. And then they have a uh, place where you can go in and say, hey, these are all the essentially they have like a like a directory for all the people who work there. Um, and it, they didn't both categorize them the same. So I don't have a perfect comparison for all of them. But when it came to people that we would consider management, the Maple Leafs have 29, the Blue Jackets 17. When we have people who were classified by their respective websites as coaching, the Maple Leafs showed eight, the Blue Jackets 10. Now, I'm wondering how much that management is also coaching or is coaching specifically from the Maple Leafs. I don't know. Scouts. People notify, put on their websites as scouts. The Maple Leafs 20, the Blue Jackets 20. Development. The Maple Leafs 9, the Blue Jackets 4. Then the Maple Leafs listed a department called Research that had seven people. The Blue Jackets didn't seem to have an equal comparable to that I could find. So in total, the Maple Leafs, probably the most well-staffed place in hockey, 73 total staffers, the Blue Jackets 51. What I would say is an encouragement for Blue Jackets fans out of this is the fact that the Blue Jackets have as many scouts as the Leafs do. Because if you'll all remember, even prior to COVID, there was this big push where teams were trying to save money. The one that sticks out most in my head was the Ottawa Senators. By trying to have as many co as many of their scouts, trying to minimize their scouting staff and have them all scout by um, by doing video watching of teams, which uh, you know, depending on the scout you talk to, that can be fine or that can just be a terrible plan. But I found it. I found this whole thing interesting to see. Yeah, to a large extent, the Blue Jackets are keeping up with with those expenses, and and it it it's going to tie into something else we're going to talk here about here in a bit. But like the the renovations they did last year to the locker room, and then this year they're doing to the gym um, and to the the, the on site um, you know uh, fitness center for the Jackets. I mean, it's it if you've ever taken tours of that arena. And and gone down to that area. I mean, the, the Blue Jackets Fitness Center before it was it was fine. It was okay. Um, I, I will be honest. When I toured it before, I'm like, this is the the this is what the gym uh, is like for a, a NHL team. Really, that's what we're doing here, guys. But um, they're doing a big upgrade, uh, so it should be should be something else. It's nice to see the team put money back into the franchise. Uh, the ownership do so which jumps into our next story about the NHL putting in these digital enhanced dasher boards. So this is where I'm at. Um, so there's a, uh, there's been a lot of hubbub about the ads. And in the last years, there's been a couple of big ones. There was ads on the jerseys, ads on the helmets, and now we're getting these digital dasher boards. First, my opinion on the ones that are actually worn by the players, the one on the jerseys and the ones on the helmets. When I'm watching a game, I don't even notice. I don't care. 
Uh, it doesn't bother me. The one thing I'm kind of annoyed by that I might have to find my way around is the uh, jerseys in the team store have the little Safe Flight uh, logo on them now for the jackets. And I, I would rather that the jerseys I can buy not be that. Because here's as a, as a fan, here's my thing. So I buy the Safe Flight jersey. I just buy this jersey with the little Safe Flight logo. What if next year you change the, the sponsor? Then I'm walking around forever with the Safe Flight logo on me, and it's not even what the jersey looks like anymore. Um, I mean, if it was somewhere it was kind of like, and I get that, that you're that soccer's done it for years, but that's the thing, they've done it for years, people are used to that. Over here, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I, I'm not feeling it as far as like on what I want to buy and have as a jersey. The dashboards thing, I am still withholding judgment so far. Um, in, in, in an article and in a follow up thing, I saw. They said the NHL brought in some expert who looked over the, you know, it, like tested it somehow and said that this was actually easier on the eye than seeing, you know, a dozen different dashboards to see one kind of consistent uh, ad across, across, uh, across the whole thing. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it is. I'm withholding judgment so far. The only games I've watched with it uh, were the two that happened in uh, the Czech Republic between the the Predators and uh, the Sharks. And then I was watching on like a laptop. I wasn't really watching much of them on in terms of my full, you know, your actual big screen TV there. Uh, so I'm going to withhold judgment until I watch a few games with them on the TV. And if I like them, or I, I probably won't like them, but the best thing is if I just kind of can ignore them. Uh, so we'll see how that goes, but I do understand when you're talking about some smaller market teams, like, well, the blue jackets, uh, we've discussed this before on this show. And again, if you haven't been here for a year, I get why you don't remember it. Cause obviously I haven't been here. Um, this is the team that with the way I think it is run and what things have kind of led me to believe is run is the McConnell's run this and say, you know, we don't want it to be a drain but you know we're willing to put in some money here and there um we don't want to lose a fortune on this thing but at the same time we're not looking to make a profit on it so uh, from a fan's perspective that way anytime there's new revenue added i think more of it's going to go into the team now granted you know as we talked about the maple Leafs had an advantage well they also now have dashboard money and shirt money and all that too and they'll have more but it does give the blue jackets a chance to to catch up on a few things there so find that interesting Last story I want to talk about today um, is about the Coyotes. The Coyotes going to uh, Arizona State. This is going to be relatively short. I mean, a lot of people said a lot of things about this. But my opinion on this is relatively simple. Um, They've got this year to hammer out and to guarantee there's going to be a new full-time arena for the Coyotes in the the Phoenix area. Because I think this is something where the current ownership group was able to sell Bettman on yeah, we've, we're really we really think we're going to be able to build this new Tempe Arena. Um, from what I understand, the money that they're or the the land they're buying it from, the land that they're buying, and as a partner in it is going to be Arizona State. And as a fan of a team from Columbus, I can I understand that when there is a large state college in the middle of a major city, that college can have some political pull. So if they if Arizona State wants the deal to get done for there to be that new arena, it probably will. And if they get a deal. If come in, you know, six weeks or two months or whatever, there's the official, you know, yep, we're having this, uh, we're going to build this arena, we're going to do this. Then, then them spending two or three years in the college arena will be a fun tidbit to their history. 
if we're sitting here in March and there is no arena, or if we get to April and it's like, nope, the city council is defeated, it's not happening. I think as quick as next year, you could see Arizona, you could see the Coyotes somewhere else, because that's the thing. We've got at least two cities with ready-made arenas where you could just put in an NHL team, put them in Houston, put them in Quebec. Um, I think Houston's more likely, but that's the thing. We have two cities that could just immediately take a team and and go with it. So that's what I think is going to happen here. Uh, I think, and from what I understand, I think there are good reasons to be optimistic if you're a Coyotes fan. So. I'll say that I, I have no ill will towards them. I mean, I know there's a lot of people with Coyotes fans who are, anytime you mention the idea of them moving, they get upset. And I, I don't want the team to move. I hate sports teams moving. So I'd rather that not happen. Um, and, and something else, there was a, a big hub, you know, hullabaloo about, Oh, the, the arena, the, the players were unhappy about the locker rooms or whatever. I mean, apparently the the team actually paid to build extra locker rooms that were at NHL standards for the Coyotes specifically, but they won't be done till December. So that's not a big deal. But anyway, all right, folks, here we go. Wednesday night, home opener against Carolina. Tuesday or th- Friday night, home, or no, Wednesday night, season opener at Carolina. Friday, home opener against Tampa. Uh, and then St. Louis on Saturday. Uh, and then I will be talking to you again on Sunday, doing my next round of stuff here. Um, so I'm excited about it, guys. I'm happy to be back. Glad the Jackets are back. And uh, let's have a fun season. And uh, go Jackets. Please subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter at Jackets Debrief. And thank you for listening.